I have some sad news, Amanda. What is it? So I went to the supermarket today, and mm-hmm. we bought some Scooby-Doo fruit snacks. Do you remember those? This is starting off on a good foot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's the best fruit snack out of all of them? Best flavor? Best flavor? Red? Is that a fruit snack flavor? Well, you don't remember these characters? Oh, you mean like in yeah. the Scooby-Doo fruit snacks? Yeah, in the Scooby-Doo fruit snacks. Probably Scooby, right? It was Scooby. And you know what they yeah. did to him? Oh, no. What'd they do to him? They changed him. Do you remember what he looked like? He was like a cool, solid, like sky blue or whatever. Yes, that was the one where it was like, I, they, this probably wasn't true, but I always thought they were like marshmallow fruit snacks. They yes. were probably called something else, but and I it always was like, they were like the marshmallow ones. Like all the other ones were translucent and Scooby was opaque. Is this is this what broke you, David? <laughs> They've changed it. He's no longer opaque. This- he looks like all the other ones. This is this is outrageous. Is this the final straw? Like after months and months under quarantine and the world burning around us, it was that they changed the Scooby-Doo fruit snack. I've been silent for too long. Hey everyone, welcome to Adapted for Your Viewing. My name is David and I watch too many movies. And my name is Amanda and I read too many books. We are brother and sister and this is our podcast for nerds where we talk too much about movies and the books they're based on. And today we're doing something special because we are coming back a little bit early from our summer break and we're going to do a fun episode today. Uh, We're going to look ahead towards the fall and share the books and movies that we plan on diving into uh, when we get into Finally, the chilly autumn months. I'm super ready for it. Ooh, fall. Best months ever. Best uh, months ever. Best, best months, two best. weeks in Chicago, hands down. <laughs> Please don't talk about how depressing <laughs> living in Chicago is. Best six months in North Carolina. Best two weeks in Chicago. Best two weeks in Chicago. It's true. <laughs> yep. So we're just going to be going over some of the things we're looking forward to or maybe already started because... It's, it's it's getting close to fall already. It's not fall uh, first yet. First day of fall is still for a couple of weeks, so we're getting under the wire. It kind of feels like fall. Anyway, Amanda, what are you reading right now? I'm reading so many things, mostly because during the quarantine months, I read nothing almost <laughs> entirely. Yeah, it was this weird <laughs> flip where during quarantine, all I wanted to do was read and all you wanted to do was play video games and watch TV. It yeah, was we a really weird somehow. switch. Yeah, so I played a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm still playing Animal Crossing. That hasn't gone away, but mm-hmm. I'm back onto reading. Um, and <laughs> I set a goal for reading 80 books and this year, mm-hmm. I set a secret inside my heart goal for 100 books, which I'm probably got not going to hit. Uh, and I'm halfway through that goal right now, and we got three months left in this year. So I'm reading like a crazy person uh, to try and show myself that I can do a goal, um, <laughs> really show so it what, to myself. So wait, wait, wait. What, what? What's the count right now? How many books are you at? The count? I think I'm at 42 right now. So you got to read 38 books I got to read 38 books. Months. Yeah, so if I read something like two books a week, which is not that bad, that's my usual pace when I'm reading really well, um, I'll be fine. But cool. yeah, it's a little bit Look of pressure. At me, fancy Miss Fancy Pants <laughs> reading two books a week. 
<laughs> Luckily, we're reading p- tons of books for this podcast, so that will definitely help. That, that helps quite a bit. <laughs> so what's one that you would recommend? Yeah, so for the fall, I am all about like spooky mysteries and also like cozy family stories. So my first recommendation is something that's been super hyped up uh, called The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Um, and I'm here to tell you, I just finished this book. The hype is definitely real for this book. Mm. Um, it is about uh, twin sisters uh, who grew up kind of in the 1950s time. Uh, so they, they grew up through like the 70s and 80s and 90s in the story. And mm-hmm. uh, they're both uh, very light-skinned black women. And so one of them passes themselves off as a white woman, gets married to a white man, and is basically living this lie her entire life. And another woman um, doesn't, essentially. She um, has a child with a very uh, dark-skinned black man, so her daughter is very dark-skinned, uh, and her sister's daughter is passing herself as white. She's like blonde, green eyes. Um, and so it's about these two women and the lives they lead, and then kind of how they fall out with each other and come back together, and their daughters who end up meeting each other by chance in LA. It mm-hmm. is extremely, extremely good. It's kind of on everybody's radar right now. Um, it's been like recommended all over the place, and it is 100% worth picking up. I highly mm. recommend it. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah I now have... <laughs> so I... Um... I've been telling you off this podcast that I have bought an e-reader because <laughs> I has finally discovered e-readers, guys. I I know it's like 2005 <laughs> and the first Kindle has come out, but I bought one <laughs> that like hooks up to the late like my local library, which is great because I can I can get library books yeah, straight library. from this thing, and Woo. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing: is books aren't always available, and so you can put one on hold, and it tells you like an estimated wait time. Guess yeah. what the estimated wait time is for the vanishing I half? I bet it's so long. How long is it? One hundred and ninety weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. Telling- Let me do yeah. some quick math. How many years? <laughs> what year can I read this book? Uh, three three and a half. Three and a half years. Jeez. Just buy it, guys. It was so good. I I would reread it today. It was excellent. Okay, pretty good recommendation. I think I will check that out. I think I might just bite the bullet and buy it instead of waiting three and a half years to read it. (laughs) What about you? What are you reading, David? So, like, for me, I have stopped actually reading a ton (laughs) because it's been (laughs) a little bit of a busy summer for me. Because we're settling Uh, back into our usual personalities now? I'm settling back into my usual personality. But there (laughs) is one thing that I've been weirdly enjoying, and that's reading cookbooks. And I mean, like, cookbooks that are kind of like when you look up a recipe and they give you their entire life story and then they give you the recipe. Picture mm-hmm. that, but more well organized in a book and actually interesting. You know, you're just you're describing a cookbook, right? Yes, but like <laughs> uh, it's more. I'm talking about uh, uh, like more. Like, of a bi- yeah, yeah. It's I, like basically that, a cookbook. I like that this fall, David. You have discovered e-readers and cookbooks. Listen, <laughs> some people grow up faster than others. Now. Yeah, it's a big month for you. I'm proud of you. Uh, but I have been reading uh, L.A. Sun by Rory Choi. He is famous for mostly being involved with the Chef movie with John Favreau. Uh, and he also, yeah, he's also on the Chef show with him. And he's by far my favorite person on that show because he has this very, like, 
chill way of cooking and he believes in sauces a lot which is something i also believe in in just putting sauce on everything i eat Mm -hmm. uh so i was really interested mostly to just get his recipes uh which are very good i am making his deep fried ribs this weekend which should be excellent i would definitely like that recipe please and thank you please send it to me yes i will Uh, But what I was surprised by is that I actually read the words in between the recipes about his (laughs) life story, and it was very very interesting. interesting. Yeah, he's an interesting dude. So I would definitely check it out. He has definitely a different type of upbringing uh, that mixes between like like this weird uh, growing up on the street, but also has this weird like period of it where his parents were like jewelry sellers and it just gets really interesting like uncut gems like so cool. i would uh definitely recommend it that's la sun by roy Choi. uh give me another book though yeah so i got um i got two more uh and these i haven't read yet but i'm really excited to read i'm reading them next okay um and they're both really good mysteries they're like highly rated mysteries which i'm all for i'm ready for the first one is called Deacon King Kong by James McBride. Uh, James McBride is one of my favorite writers. He wrote The Color of Water, uh, which is one of my favorite books. Uh, and he's coming out with a new one. Uh, this story is set in 1969 and centers around uh, a mystery of a deacon shooting a drug dealer at point blank rage in front of a crowd of witnesses. And it's just a mystery about what is happening there and why. Um, and I'm super excited for it. I haven't read a new James McBride book in a long time, and I'm super ready for it. Um, the second mystery is called The Night Swim by Megan Golden. Uh, and it is about a successful true crime podcaster, which is very close to my heart. I love true crime podcasts, uh, who starts investigating a small town and starts finding disturbing connections to a current case and a past murder five years prior, which just like ticks all of my boxes in like one summary. (laughs) Just sounds like (laughs) serial, the fictional novel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a book I hope I write someday. Um, so I'm really excited to read that one too. So those are my two mysteries. Uh, I recommend I'm jumping into them. Uh, They got a lot of good buzz around them, and I'm really excited to read them. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, Deacon King Kong, I do like James McBride, so I will that I'll add that. Let's see what the weight is on that one. This is is this going to be a new bit where I just look up how long the library wait times are I for books? really popular books and you, you try and figure out how long you'll have to wait to read them. Let's see. Let's see how long I will get to read Dinkin. Dink. Dinkin. Dinkin. Uh, Deacon King Kong. <laughs> okay. This one is a little less at only 83 weeks. <laughs> so. So. Getting shorter. There you go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So. Fall, I'm talking about next fall's reading. You're talking list. about next fall spring's 2021. Two, two springs from now reading list. Excellent. Fun stuff. <laughs> what about you? What else is on your list? So I'm going to cheat a little bit. Um, one, because this movie That is not is allowed. This is our podcast and we make the rules. <laughs> too late. There Originally, this was not on our list of adaptations we wanted to do. But as mm-hmm. soon as I saw a preview for this movie and found out it was yeah, an adaptation, sure. I immediately read the book. And that is, yeah. I'm thinking of Ending Things by, oh, what's his name? Uh, Ian Reed. Uh, it's... I have just finished it. It is an incredibly tense and kind of terrifying novel that's just super spooky through and through. 
Uh, it is pretty short at like 250 pages. I basically read it in an afternoon. And if you just want something spooky to read this October, this is like 100% what you should be reading. And then there is going to be a movie that I have yet to watch that is directed by Charlie Kaufman, mm-hmm. um, who is, has done things like being John Malkovich, Internal uh, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He also did a movie that I'm shocked we haven't done called Adaptation that is literally about, it stars Nicolas Cage. Uh, I'm sorry, two Nicolas Cages uh, who play brothers about adapting a novel. And it is a wild movie that one day we should probably just do. I feel like that should be our season two finale that we do. <laughs> it's one it's i gotta send you the trailer for this because i haven't seen this movie in a long time it is it's 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 buck wild it's a crazy made it was made i think in the early 2000 like it's 2002 or something i'm i'm all for early 2000 nick cage wild story plot i'm there i'm ready for the cages he plays two names yes and it also stars a fictional version of Charlie Kaufman played by Nick Cage. So it's <laughs> it's a wild movie, Amanda. <laughs> Sounds like something people do a lot of drugs doing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you should definitely uh, watch that and check right. out the book and movie, which we will probably do a future episode on. Yeah, it'll probably be a couple episodes down the line. Yeah. And one thing I'm going to cheat just because it's a video game and I don't have a lot of video games to look forward to. And this is all I've ever wanted to play for the past like three years. But... <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 is coming out in november and i'm sorry to say that we're gonna have to record all our episodes before that because that's gonna be all i'm gonna be doing for about two months when that comes out what is it i don't know anything about it so it is a rpg video game based on a real life role-playing game think dungeons and dragons but in a cyberpunk type of future universe okay And it looks absolutely insane. It's basically got like this futuristic steampunk. Think Blade Runner, Mm -hmm. uh, like the video game pretty much, but like maybe a little bit more bright colors. It's it's absolutely insane. It's like the new Blade Runner. Yeah, it's based off like a tabletop RPG. Keanu Reeves is a character in the game that you interact with all the time. Okay, okay, okay. And it's made by, like, a publisher that people love. So it's going to be a game I'm going to be playing a lot of. And I haven't had, like, a video game that I just get absolutely obsessed with for a while. Well, Well, there was Animal Crossing. Yeah, which was, like, a couple months ago. But that's, like, years ago in, like, That's basically years ago in quarantine time, yeah. Yeah. What's it coming out on? It is coming out, I believe, it's been pushed back a lot. It's going to be coming out November 19th. I'm crossing my fingers. It stays that because it's been delayed twice now. So uh, I meant like what, pla- like what platform is it coming out on? Oh, just like everything. Just it's like, like, yeah, except for the Switch. It's everything but the Switch, basically. Cool. So that's Cyberpunk 2077. All my nerds are going to be playing it. I'm, I'm sure you will tell me a lot about it. <laughs> I probably will. 
this is a great transition to talk a little bit about what we're going to be watching. Now, yeah. I don't know, it, you guys can't really see this, but we do use a sheet to organize our thoughts and just kind of a broad <laughs> list. Amanda got to this list first and put down every single thing that's interesting that's going to yeah. be releasing on her side. Yeah. That's what happens. Which is just like that's unfair. When, hey, that's what happens when you do your homework early, David. If, if you did your homework early, you could have gotten first dibs on things. You can't talk about like 10 things. Well, I wanted to put things on there in case you wanted to talk about any of these things. But All right. Well, why options. don't you start? Why don't you start? Give me one of your 25 things. <laughs> so I got a handful of things coming out <laughs> um, <laughs> that I'm pretty excited for. Uh, they're like, I was like, you know, we were cr- putting together season two, uh, figuring out what we were going to do for the podcast. We had a whole bunch of ideas in the spring. Most of them have fallen through because they aren't being released <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and so I was like, well, let's go see like what's coming out, if anything cool is coming out. And it turns out there are still cool stuff coming out. Um, quite a bit coming out on streaming platforms. Thank God for streaming, uh, that we don't have to just go to movie theaters to see things now. Uh, Netflix has been coming in clutch with the adaptations. Netflix They're doing a great job at keeping clutch. us busy. Agreed. Uh, so there's a couple things that are very cool and spooky and perfect for this time of year. I'm really excited for Lovecraft Country on HBO. Um, I'm sure everybody has already heard a bunch about it. The premiere was a really big deal, and it's been getting a lot of good buzz since. And so I'm excited to watch the full thing. I'm waiting until it's all out. I kind of peeked at the first episode, but I'm waiting until it's all out, and I'm going to binge it all. And it's going to be like the perfect spooky Halloween thing to watch. So I'm really excited for that. I have watched uh, three episodes of it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll wait to give all my thoughts because you really haven't seen it yet. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's definitely something to watch. It's kind of everything I want. Like it's it's like Lovecraftian and thrilling and like time period. So I'm excited for it. it. It'll be like new, a whole new like landscape of things to watch. Look at um, you getting into the spooky stuff on <laughs> getting, purpose. I'm getting, I'm getting into the spooky stuff on purpose before you force me to get into the spooky stuff. I feel like Fair if enough. I go on a little bit more willingly, it, it won't be as horrible. <laughs> Fair enough. And there's a lot to like about Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. It's a great cast, great writers behind it. Um, so I'm excited for it. Mandalorian season two. Ever since I saw Baby Yoda, I was hooked, and I can't wait to see them again on screen. Um, I don't really care what they do. I know there's a lot of like really interesting guest car- guest stars. I'm I'm hyped for it all, and I'm ready to watch the second season. I am bummed that so many of these things are coming out on a week by week basis, and so I'm going to have to wait for so long. Is Mandalorian doing week by week again? Do you know? I don't know. Gosh, I hope not. Especially since it's like. I mean, we did our review of The Rise of Skywalker like six times because we were so angry it took us that long to get a solid recording of it. Yeah, there's like that, 12 like, hours of audio. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was pretty ready to give up on Star Wars, but thankfully yeah. the Clone Wars ending was really, really good. So now I'm like open to Star Wars content again, and Mandalorian was an enjoyable experience, so... I really hope it's good because if it's not, I might just like give up Star Wars for a while. I don't know. I I, I pretty much trust John Favreau with it, and they had like a really good tone from the first season. 
and the stories were all and the characters were all really interesting. So I hope it's just more of that. I hope it doesn't get like hypey or gimmicky or dumb. But I feel like it it won't like I feel like it's it's a little bit safer because it's like for the small screen and like streaming and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I'm excited for so. it either way. Yeah. I'm excited for more baby Yoda on the screen. So they got Agreed. me there. Um and then the last one is I saw the trailer for Enola Holmes and I'm kind of hype for it. I, I it was, am so excited about this one. I thought it was it, like I heard the idea at first. I'm like, no, nah, that's kind of dumb. And then I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. Done. Eleven as uh, Enola Holmes. Done. Yeah, I was about um, to say, I think she's the one who sold me on it because there's not a lot of like younger actresses that kind of hook me in like that. She almost has this um, Emma Stone-like quality. If yeah. you remember, like, back when Emma Stone was kind of doing, well, not Emma Stone, um, oh my gosh, it's one of the Emmas, Emma Roberts, oofa, there's just a lot of Emmas, <laughs> Emma Roberts during Robert. her early days. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of reminds me a little bit of her when she was doing a lot of, like, Nickelodeon type stuff that was, like, legitimately kind of enjoyable. Yeah. And I think it's mostly because of her. So I am very excited for Enola Holmes, especially since, I don't know if you saw this, the Holmes estate sued the movie. Yes. Yeah, do you know why? Yeah, because of there's a woman in it. That's it. No, no, like, no, no. That's the big no, thing. No, no, no. It's because uh, they think the portrayal of Sherlock Holmes is not accurate enough because they show him like caring for his sister and like having emotions and feelings and expressing them. And they're like, no, that is not our Sherlock Holmes. That is not how Holmes is. <laughs> and I think that's so funny. Boor- they're like, our character. <laughs> Our character has no empathy. How mm-hmm. dare you try to characterize him as mm-hmm. such? Uh, so they're suing like the, not like the movie necessarily, but the writer, because it's based off a book. So like the writer of the original book series is in the middle of a lawsuit with the Sherlock Holmes estate, which is just so funny and dumb. Mm-hmm. It's, it's buck wild. It's crazy. And I will say Helena, Helena Bonham Carter also is playing her mom. I'm there for that. So the casting was good. The trailer was really fun. Um, basically, it's like a little sister trying to outsmart her big brother, but her big brother is Sherlock Holmes. So I love that. That's great. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped for this. I will definitely be seeing this. I forget if it's a streaming thing or if it's a... It is on Netflix. Oh, ex- Netflix is great, man. Netflix like, is out of the park right now, yeah. They're, they're killing it this year. Yeah. Uh, what if, I'm going to save, I have one last one, but I'm going to save it uh, for a second. What about you? What are, what all are you uh, watching this fall? So the first one is another Netflix heavy hitter, and that is The Devil All the Time. Again, this is cheating a little bit because this will probably be a future episode. Yeah. But this is another one of those things where I knew nothing about this. I saw the trailer, and it is absolutely insane. It's based yeah. on the book by Donald Ray Pollock mm-hmm. uh, and it's sort of like this like suspense thriller mystery and the cast is absolutely insane it has a Skarsgård like all probably Oscar nominated movies will have yeah uh, it stars Tom Holland Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson mm-hmm. Uh, and a bunch of other people I'm probably forgetting yeah but I would highly recommend watching the trailer for this uh, it's also made by one of my favorite people in the world, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's producing it. Um, so there's just a lot of good hands on this. 
The trailer looks amazing. It's going to come out on Netflix. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be watching that the day it comes out. Yeah, me too, probably. It's also like a psychological type thriller, mystery, horror type deal, which is right up my alley. Those are the type of things I love to watch. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. Uh, now, the next one is a true spooky, Amanda. It's a true oh. spooky. And that is Candyman. Uh, Do you know anything about Candyman? Only that I never want to experience it. That's basically the gist. <laughs> Candyman is an old horror movie uh, that Jordan Peele is actually remaking. He has talked about how this is one of his favorite horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And so he ha- uh, is producing a remake of it that looks fantastic uh, because Jordan Peele is attached to it and he has done nothing but hit it out of the park every single time. It stars one of my favorite actors from the Watchmen series. I can't tell you what character he plays yet because you do need to watch it. Uh, but it's Ugh. his name is Yahya Abdul-Mateen. I really hope I pronounce his name right, but he is absolutely incredible, and I have no doubt he's also going to kill it in this movie. So uh, Jordan Peele has been killing it with the horror, and I have no doubt that this is going to be also amazing. Yeah, no, this looks terrifying. Yeah, it's there's also a couple more Candyman sequels, but this just kind of throws out two and three uh, and is just like a sequel to the original one. Um, I would check out the trailer before judging it, Amanda. You may you may really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm reading the summary. Uh, I don't I don't know if this is my movie. It literally ends with he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own san- sanity and unleashes a terror terrifying wave of violence. I don't I don't know. About- <laughs> sounds like a bunch of family fun to me, Amanda. What are you talking about? It sounds pretty horrible. <laughs> to be honest. Well, I'm going to watch it and we'll see. We'll see if it's any good. If it is good, I may make you watch it, but probably not because it is it is it is a true like slasher horror movie, which there has not been out for a while. The like um, promotional poster is just a hook with a bunch of like goo and blood on it. I think that's honey. But yeah, goo is probably good, too. (laughs) I don't know if that's better or worse. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say that is just like a maybe is Tenet. I am actually going to go see Tenet. I have bought my tickets, but it's something that I don't know if anyone's going to see. And I think that's okay. You shouldn't go to the theater to see Tenet if you don't feel comfortable going to see it. In fact, mm-hmm. Nolan should have just... Nolan is one of these people who are like very pish-poshy about movies and is like, they could only be experienced in the theater. <laughs> and that's like cool and all, but and for the most part, like I do like seeing movies in theaters, but like, come on, bro. I know. People can't really do that right now. <laughs> yeah, like I would go see this, but none of the theaters around me are open right now. Yeah, and I am only seeing it because I have chosen to do it in an expensive theater at 10 p.m. at night. And uh, I don't think anyone is going to be going to that showing except for me. So mm-hmm. come on, Nolan. Come on, just, Nolan. Just just give it to Netflix. They've been doing a pretty good job. It'd be really nice if it was in theaters for like a couple of weeks and then they immediately released it to digital because I would definitely buy that right away. Oh, I, I would I buy it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, hopefully everyone in the world gets to experience it because it's a Nolan movie and yeah. Nolan movies are always 
super incredible to experience. Uh, anyway, Mandy, you have a list of a bunch of other stuff here, so I'll let you get get, yeah, but get to it. <laughs> I'm only going to talk about one more. Uh, it is probably the best news I've heard in a really long time. Um, they are releasing – are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are releasing a new season of The Great British Bake Off. How? So what they did is they convinced 120 crew members and cast – uh, to basically live in seclusion for six weeks. Um, they self-isolated, took tons of COVID tests before moving into a single hotel together, and they recorded the season over six weeks. So usually when they record it, it's recorded over 10 weekends, and the contestants like go home during the week and can practice and like live their normal lives and then come out to um, to stay, you know, whatever house that is, uh, and like – cook in the tent and then go back home during the week. And so instead they did two days on two days off and they had like access to like their own kitchens and stuff so they could practice on their days off. So it was like a grueling filming. um, So they could release an entire season for us before the end of the year. Isn't that crazy? That sounds amazing. Intense. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the, Here's the only thing I'm worried about, because mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about Great British Bake Off is every time they, like, introduce a character when they're first getting started, they show them, like, at home doing, like, some innocuous hobby that's, like, super boring and mundane. <laughs> I know. And it's like, Tim on the side likes to organize his spreadsheets. And then they just, like, show him in a filing cabinet. I'm going to miss that. I know. I really hope they like, film, like, On a the weekends, Sandy goes to the market, and she's, like, on her bike going down. Like, the B-roll is amazing in Great British Bake Off. It's one of my favorite things. So I will miss that. On the flip side, we, w- we will get to experience a tent full of people who are trapped together at all hours of the day. Uh, for six weeks straight, slowly unraveling as they try to bake random things, uh, which I'm kind of, I'm okay. With. I'm kind of excited about that. I think it'll be really enjoyable. I think that it's going to be maybe a little bit more intense than usual because I can imagine by like week two or three mm-hmm. when it, like it's going to start to get to people and they're just going to snap. It's going to be like it's going to turn Great British Bake Off to like to like Hell's Kitchen all I of think, a sudden. Exactly. I think it's going to be the closest Great British Bake Off ever gets to being an American cooking show because I feel like that's how American cooking shows are set up. Yes, 100%. So as much as like I love there's so many things I love about Great British Baking and I feel like we won't 100% get this. The fact that like they decide to come together and like essentially sacrifice for us to give us this excellent like end of the year 2020 being such a a, you know poop hole um but now this is gonna like kind of brighten the end of the year so i'm really looking forward to it i think it's gonna be really nice um to dive back into a new season i love great british bake-off uh so before we wrap up david is there anything that you do in the fall that you're looking forward to that's kind of like fall tradition that you want to dive into that you want to like share with our listeners i think that you know there's one thing every every year people get very emotional about and that is pumpkin spice lattes people get (laughs) people get so mad they get so mad there are a lot of really strong opinions about pumpkin spice lattes out there and i used to work at a starbucks and let me Mm -hmm. tell you 
people were really passionate on both sides of this argument. Still and are, I, never, I feel like. They still are. And yeah. I really enjoy that this year there seems to be an agreement that people are just going to, like, chill out and just, like, let me have it, you know? <laughs> They're just going to, like, let us have it. Where They're going to be cool with it. Where do you fall on the divide, David? Are you for or against Pumpkin Spice? I am for because, you guys, it's just a latte. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it comes down to, guys. It's a pumpkin-flavored latte. Now, I will say, I made my own homemade sort of like pumpkin spice sauce for a latte. Of course you did. Way better. Way better. Mm-hmm. Um, but like pumpkin in general, you know? I, I went to Target pumpkin. the other day, and, you know, my wife and I, we just we just bought two candles, and they were both pumpkin-flavored. And there were like 30 different types of pumpkin flavors, and we smelled every single candle. Uh, to I pick the like, right one. I feel like that might be the first time I've heard you refer to Evie as your wife. My wife. Aww. Yes. <laughs> oh, now you can make horrible Borat jokes. Yay. I am only allowed one a month in front of her. Okay. Well, we've made that. I will agreement. extend that rule to myself, so you may not say that again until next month. Mm, no, I don't care. You're my sister. I could say it whenever I'm gonna text her. I'm gonna text her and that you said it. <laughs> don't text her. Come on. <laughs> That's not cool. Right Do not t- she's taking a nap. Don't bother her. Heads up, BB. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You're the worst sister ever. Heads up, Evie. David used his Borat, his one Borat joke for How could you? September in How could you? Of- it's September 4th. Why are you telling her? <laughs> he is forbidden. I hate you. <laughs> You're a bad sister. I'm putting, I'm turning my phone off. I'm not going to deal with this till later. Um, so you're looking forward to making your own little pumpkin spice, your own little PSL at home? Just like pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkins in general too, guys. Like, God, I love me some pumpkin pie. Just embrace it. Just embrace it. How about you? Any autumn rituals? Um, we don't have any huge autumn rituals. The one thing that we do do is on Halloween we watch uh, Hocus Pocus and we don't really watch it during the year, and every year I'm surprised at how much I still love Hocus Pocus. So we will probably be diving back into some Hocus Pocus and uh, probably eating tons of pumpkin pie. I already feel like eating pumpkin pie right now since we're talking oh, about Oh, pumpkin pie sounds solid right now. Uh, well, now I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Making a pumpkin pie? That sounds awesome. Yeah, I want a pumpkin pie right now. <laughs> So that'll wrap us up for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe so you get automatically updated when new episodes come out at wherever you get your podcasts. Um, We're diving into season two. uh, But if you enjoy anything that we've talked about in the last hour, we would still absolutely love it if you left us a review and told your friends about us. That's uh, how we justify doing this for free all the time. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at AdaptedPod on all those platforms. We promise we will start posting more now that we have a second season. Yeah. Uh, and if you, that's true. If you uh, have any suggestions on what you'd like us to talk about next, shoot us an email at stuff at AdaptedPod.com. Uh, also, special thanks to Catlo for our intro and outro music. I know Thank you Catlo. missed it. I know you missed it. So and you good. can listen to more of Cat Loaf on Spotify. Uh, so this is a little preview to season two. Season two of Adapted Pod will officially be out next Thursday. Our first episode of season two will be one that's very close to our childhood hearts. We will be doing drumroll, the Princess Bride. Mm. Very excited for that one. 
infinitely quotable infinitely quotable forever entertaining the princess bride Mm -hmm. so be sure to tune in on how we break that adaptation until then enjoy your pumpkin spice sauce enjoy your pumpkin so just enjoy it just embrace it just enjoy it just embrace it you do follow the way you want yourself in pumpkin just uh, i mean you don't have to but if you want to bathe yourself in pumpkin (laughs) 